Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Jeune Mama podcast, where we talk about all things pregnancy, postpartum, motherhood, tips and tricks, and more from a Senegalese American perspective. I'm your host, Isitukise, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how it takes a village. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to pause and let you guys know um, a couple of things. So, number one, I apologize for not having an episode last week. I was a little under the weather, um, but also just mentally sad and exhausted from some of the situations um, that have been going on in Senegal recently. You may have seen in the news, but there's a lot of political unrest right now, a lot of frustration, a lot of tension around um, this third candidature that our president wants to have. And so a lot of folks are upset. A lot of folks are tired and they just want change. Last week, there were a lot of protests in Senegal to the point where Senegal was seen on the international stage in a way that it's never been seen before. Um, there was a lot of momentum around, is there going to be change right now, right now, right now? And I was optimistic for that. I was super, super for it because even though the path to change may be difficult, um, sometimes it's needed to get to where you need to. But um, a lot of people lost their lives, and I want to take a moment to acknowledge that and just send my condolences to their families. Um, they may not be understanding what I'm saying in terms of speaking English, but hopefully the message will reach some way, one way or another. But it is a sad situation right now that just consumed so many of us in the last two weeks. Like we've been reading up on things, posting, reposting, sharing the information so everybody can know what's happening. Because even though we may not be in the country, um, we have family members who are back home and it pertains to us, you know, home is home. So I just wanted to start off the episode by acknowledging that, um, putting it at the forefront. So if you don't know about it, go out and do some research because it's one of those things that it just it's there and we wish we could do more as part of the diaspora those of us who are not home we wish we could do more um, and it's frustrating to see that after all the fighting after all the lives lost it feels like we're back at square one at least that's how I feel I don't know if others feel the same way but that's been emotionally draining on top of having a cold. So that's why there wasn't an episode last week. I wanted to make sure I came back this week and keep the momentum going for the podcast because the feedback has been just amazing. Thank you to everybody who has reached out and either given me a personal story, just giving me positive re-encouragement. Re-encouragement is not a word. <laughs> positive encouragement. Um, critiques, criticisms, I, I want it all. Thank you for taking the time to listen and thank you for reaching out because that goes back to the premise of the whole podcast is building a community around this topic that we're talking about. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. Having a village, you know, we hear it takes a village to raise a child and that's very much true, especially in the early stages of pregnancy even if it's not your first pregnancy, it can be hard being pregnant and having another child or other children that you have to take care of. Arguably, it might be more challenging and maybe we don't use more or less, just different because hard is hard, right? 
um, if you're going through pregnancy for the first time, that's a different type of hard than if you're going through pregnancy for a second or third time with other responsibilities that you have on your plate, such as little ones that you have to take care of at the same time. So there's just a lot that goes into this entire podcast topic. And every week I'm just reassured that I should keep doing it because I'm learning so much from it, but also the people who are reaching out to me are telling me that this is important for them. It's helpful for them. And so for that, I'm always encouraged to just keep going. So today's episode is going to be on It Takes a Village to Raise a Child. And I'm going to start at the beginning of pregnancy, whether it's your first, second, third, fourth, fifth. <laughs> um, having a support system around you in, in this time is just so important because not only are you are you physically taxed in terms of making the baby, so your body goes through a lot. I've talked about that in previous episodes, but really when it comes to having people who understand what you're going through, who empathize with what you're going through because they've been through it before too, but also even people who don't know what you're going through. So the male partners in our lives or just folks who are not there yet mentally in terms of being ready to have kids or start families. It's an all hands on deck type of effort, and that makes the experience so much better in terms of who you can ask questions to, who you can vent to when you're having one of those crazy moments or crazy days that just feels like it's taking over your life. And so this village mentality, it really just, for me, solidifies why our community is important in the way that it is. And that's because it can help you dispel some myths. It can help you feel like you're not alone in what you're going through. Personally, for me, when I was pregnant, there were friends that were pregnant before me and being able to check in with them when something felt like it was off or just ask questions that maybe I didn't necessarily need to call my doctor for. But it's just like, hey, did you experience this? And having the validation that they did made me feel like I wasn't alone in the process or just being able to say, I am so tired. I can't do anything today. And your partner just understanding that not making you feel guilty for it, not making you feel like less than for it. This whole village mentality, it goes into so many aspects of our lives. Um, from a work standpoint as well, it can be really important to, when you feel comfortable, let your team know or let your, your coworkers, as relevant and as necessary, obviously. You don't want to overshare, but let the folks around you who need to know, know that you need extra support. And, you know, if all goes well, people will fully understand that you're going through a lot in that moment and they need to be able to come in and kind of step in and help where needed. So that's really the village mentality from a pregnancy standpoint. There's other aspects of it too, such as having additional support outside of just your care team at the hospital. So depending on how you want to go through the delivery experience, some folks opt for, opt for doulas. And so that is another part of the care and the support team that you're going to have around you during this time. If you're interested in having a doula during the research to find out how they can be of support to you. If you would like to have a doula in conjunction with your primary care taker or your OB, that is a scenario you can set up and, and just really customize the experience the way that you want to, all while taking into account that it's an all hands on deck effort. You're the one going through all of the changes and all of the ups and downs of pregnancy, but without the support of others, it can be really, really challenging. And so channeling all that energy into understanding that you can't do it alone. I mean, could, but 
if you have the opportunity, the privilege and the luxury of having people be able to go on the journey with you and help you, it can really, really help. Now, I want to shift gears a little bit in talking about the it takes a village adage post baby. I think for me, this is when it mattered even more because when you're pregnant, it can feel like a singular experience of this is an experience that I'm going through. My body is going through it, yada, yada, yada. Once the baby arrives, it honestly feels like you're being pulled in so many different directions. And so having that village around you is even more crucial, in my opinion, because now you have the baby that you have to take care of 24-7. You also have your own body to take care of. You might have to go back to work. You might have personal hobbies and projects and hustles that you want to have going on at the same time. So there's just it just feels like what was a singular experience of like something that was inside your body. Yes, you had to take care of yourself, but it wasn't an additional thing that you had to literally lug around. <laughs> and I hate to refer to babies that way, but you literally have to just be around them 24-7. So it's an extra addition to your life that you have to take into consideration. But it goes from having this, you know, inside your body experience to now this outer body experience, literally where you have a baby, you have all these other aspects of your life that work in concert together. And so having a village around you who can motivate you, support you, reaffirm you, validate you, all of these things are important, especially if you feel like you're not doing a good job, which in motherhood, I found that that's a common theme where you may feel like you're not doing things right, or you could have done things better. I mean, luckily, babies are very, very forgiving. Sometimes I do things where I'm like, oh, I really wish I could have done that better. Or I feel like I didn't show up for my baby in a, the best way. But then you turn around and they're just looking at you and smiling and you're like, oh, maybe I'm overthinking this, but you seem to be doing pretty well. And so, yes, motherhood is an exhaustive experience. It's a very overstimulating experience. And so getting into the It Takes a Village, I'm going to talk from a cultural standpoint some of the things that I found to be really, really helpful um, once it came time to have the baby, take care of the baby, and go back to life as we didn't know it because everything changes once you have the baby. Something that we do in our culture, um, and I'm pretty sure other cultures do it too. I don't know to what extent, I can't speak to that, but in Senegalese culture, especially if it's your first time being pregnant, um, if your mom is able, normally once you get into like the seven and a half, eight month mark, your mom will likely come stay with you until you give birth. And so this is really to help you understand what your body is going through in those last couple of weeks of pregnancy, help you look for signs of labor, because if you're a first time mom, especially you may not know what labor looks like. You may not know what some of these signs are. And so having someone who can come and really help you. And sometimes it's not your your biological mom. Sometimes it's a, a really nice auntie. Sometimes it's a really close friend, a big sister. But someone culturally will usually stay with you in that last month of pregnancy to help you with housework because you're going to be really heavy. You may not be able to do as much as you were before, as you were able to before, excuse me. They will go on walks with you and really just be there to help you have peace of mind that you have extra support in this crucial time. And if labor were to happen at any moment, because really in that last month, you can go into labor at any point. But 
having that extra support system is really, really helpful, especially when it comes to the household work. Um, if you're lucky enough that, you know, your mom shares experiences with you or your older sister or older auntie. So I, I'm using mom as kind of a default for an older figure in your life who can share experiences with you. If you're lucky enough to have that, it can be it can make the difference, really, because especially when it comes to things that are genetic, sometimes you can talk to your mom or sister and say, hey, like, how was it for you? And sometimes some moms are very um, shy to talk about that. It might seem like a taboo topic for them. Um, but if they're willing to, they can share their experiences with you. They can tell you how you were born, maybe. And um, that might give you a bit of a preview into what you might experience. And so if your mom had a really long and hard labor, then maybe that can be an indication for you not to scare anyone. But these are just things that sometimes it's a little bit genetic and sometimes it's totally not. So it, it's just something to talk about, something to hopefully share and have a shared experience around with someone that you love. Um, I know for me, like I labored in my back there's different types of ways to labor, I guess. Maybe we'll do an episode or in a future episode, we'll touch on that. But um, you can labor, like have contractions where it feels like period cramps, like really strong period cramps. You can also labor in your back. You could do both. Um, laboring in your back, like the pain literally just concentrates in your back, really. But I found out in talking to my mom, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but that, that was a similar experience for her, too. And so just having a bit of a preview into what that looked like helped me do a little bit more research so I could know what to expect. But um, that's the aspect of having someone there in the last lap of pregnancy, which is super helpful. Once the baby actually arrives, I mean... Culturally, I know that other cultures do this too, but um, for me, at least in the Senegalese culture, it felt like my whole family dropped everything they were doing and rushed over to me. One, because you give birth and then seven days later is when you name your baby. And so in those seven days, a lot of planning happens to get ready for the gente, the naming ceremony. A lot of taking care of you happens. A lot of taking care of baby happens. And so it's like this super rushed emotional amazing experience of having all your loved ones in the same place really especially if they're lucky enough to be able to make it out to you with enough advance notice but it's a beautiful experience where you go through these nine months or eight months of hard hard work finally you have your prize at the end of it all and then you have all your other loved ones who are there to support you throughout the process and to enjoy the new experience with you um but taking it back to the all hands on deck this is a great opportunity we don't necessarily um have a habit of being super assertive in our culture we are very much in terms of how you interact with others we prioritize what's called masla which is you're as polite as possible, as appeasing as possible. Um, and so sometimes we're not very assertive in how we communicate with others. But this is a challenge to all of us out there, especially in this time when you just need help and not necessarily just extra bodies. A good time to delegate, ask folks to take on specific tasks around the house for you. Some people will naturally do this without you even having to say anything because they just know like after giving birth, the last thing you need is to actually think about what you need to do. So they'll just naturally take on some of these things for you, such as cooking for you, cleaning for you, holding baby when you need to take a nap, 
all of these things. And so the all hands on deck effort, the it takes a village. It's it's a verb. It's not really just an um a sentence that you say and you put it out there. It's a verb that everybody needs to really rally around in a time when mama needs to take care of herself as well as this new baby that she has. And there's just so many unknowns and things that she needs to worry about. So I've talked about it takes a village in terms of prior to the baby arriving, right immediately after the baby arrives. And now I'm going to switch gears a little bit to talk about just overall life with the baby after all the excitement kind of dies down, which it never really dies down because every day your baby's doing exciting things. But once that initial phase of like, oh my goodness, I have a human being that I need to take care of and all of that initial shock and excitement, once it starts to fall back a little bit and you settle into a rhythm and routine with your baby, the it takes a village adage still holds true because much like I talk to people through this podcast or through Instagram or in person about things that I have questions on or experiences that we decide to share with each other. It's an ongoing um, reality that when we share information, more good than bad is done. So what I mean by that is, especially in the context of motherhood and pregnancy. If you think back to one of the earlier episodes on why I'm doing this, it's because I feel like in our community, we don't talk about pregnancy. We don't talk about just certain things that are considered taboo or just like hands off because everybody kind of deals with it privately. And so when I think about once you have a baby and once you're in this new phase of life, it can very much feel like you have to just figure things out on your own. And what I've learned through podcasting so far on this topic is that folks are very much in need of having other people that they want to talk to about these topics. They just don't know where to go. They don't know how to approach it. There's a privacy issue of wanting to keep things private and intimate just for you and your loved ones and your close family and friends. But there's also a need to vent. There's a need to share information. There's a need to ask questions and without having a, a safe community to do that around. It can be very, it can be a very isolating experience is what I'm trying to get at. And so I want to urge all of us to become that village that we can be for each other. Now, obviously this doesn't mean that you go and you share information with people who don't need to know, or you need, or you need to become BFFs with people right away, all the time, all the way through and through. But really what it means is when we do have opportunities to share things that are not high risk, if something is just factually based, if something is just an experience that you wouldn't mind sharing with others, and I'm going to use the wall of adage here and, simp- and uh, modify it a little bit, like when they say, So basically, speaking good on others doesn't take away from any goodness in you. That's a loose translation for what I just said, but sharing certain experiences are not putting you at risk for getting what you need out of life and having what's meant to come to you come to you. And so when we just think about as a community, how can we be there for each other a little bit more, especially as women? We have such a unique experience, especially those of us outside of Senegal who are maybe seen in a different light because we are chasing careers. Well, everywhere people are chasing careers, women everywhere, women in Senegal are chasing careers as well. But here it can just feel very different because 
we're not having the same experiences of seeing friends get married earlier on where most of us are getting married later in life than we would if we were back home still. Most of us are having our first babies at 27, 28, 29, 30. Whereas if we were in Senegal, we might've been on our second or third child already. And so these are just realities that we face. And so I think as a community, we can benefit a lot from being there for one another, asking questions of one another as we feel comfortable answering questions as we feel comfortable and really just building a community, building that village around one another and for each other so that pregnancy is demystified. Motherhood is not this isolated experience that we're just supposed to magically know how to do because there's so many things that you don't know how to do. You're figuring out on your own. And I feel like sometimes we're expected to just know what to do without being given the tools to figure it out or to do it well. So I'm going to stop rambling. I hope the message is clear that it takes a village. It applies to every aspect of this podcast topic from pregnancy, postpartum, motherhood, and all the tips and tricks that I mentioned in the beginning of like what Jin Mama is. We need to extrapolate that. I'm challenging all of us who are listening. I'm challenging all of us who have partaken in the conversation before to keep it going because it can help others just like it's helping me, just like it's helping those who are in my DMs telling me that this is what they needed and they didn't know. So that's really what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. Um, It's kind of a one-off episode because it's not scripted. I've been just sitting here rambling because I felt like this is a topic that's near and dear to me. It's why I wanted to make the podcast in the first place and it just keeps getting reaffirmed again and again and again. And with that, I want to take a moment to thank my village. I want to thank my brothers and my sisters who were there every step of the way for me through my terrible moods, (laughs) through my questions, through my venting. I want to thank my mom who left what she had to do to come and take care of me in the last month of pregnancy and in the first month of my baby's life. She just did everything and it was very, very helpful. I want to thank my friends who cheered me on, who are second parents to my baby, like people that don't have to do this you know it's one thing to be friends with someone but it's another to just really be there for someone in a way especially in a time when there's so much change in their life that's going on and when somebody can be as happy for you as when somebody can be just as happy as you when it comes to things that are as important as your children that's that's love and so I wanted to just take that time to say thank you to my village I hope the village grows I hope that we all have our own villages and that we all become one big village in helping each other out. I apologize if my voice sounded crazy this episode. I am overcoming that cold I mentioned, but I want to thank you all for getting this far into the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for conversing with me on social media. I'll put it out there again. If you have anything that you'd like to share, hit me up on Instagram. I would love to keep the conversation going. Thank you for tuning in. Before I go, this is the PS part of the episode. In speaking about the village, one thing that I wanted to do in this podcast is not just have me sit here and ramble every week to you guys. I would like to start bringing in speakers. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to start having guest speakers in future episodes. I'll be posting about it on my Instagram. So be sure to check that out. And stay tuned for some really great content because 
I'm not the only person that's ever had a baby in the Senegalese community. There's so much more out there that people have to share, people have to put out there. And so I'm just really excited for you guys to to be part of that journey. So thank you for listening and I will see you next week.